Welcome to the new series of the Heidi Jones Coaching Podcast. This podcast is for everyone who is ready to do some of the inner work for a healthier and more positive lifestyle. I'll be delving into the topics that we need to talk about more, including our health, our mindset, and living with purpose and passion. I'll be speaking to guests that will leave you feeling inspired to find out what is possible in your life if you gave yourself the opportunity to find out. This isn't the place for chit-chat, gossip, or endless science. It's for real women with real problems that want more from life. Sound good to you? Let's move on with the show. Welcome to this week's episode of the Heidi Jones Coaching Podcast. As always, great to have you here. This week I have Lama, and it's such a heartwarming episode. So I would recommend that you get yourself a cup of tea or while you're in the car, you kind of switch your mind off from anything else and you literally just take these 30 minutes to fully absorb Lama's story and kind of what she is doing to make a positive impact to the community here in Dubai and beyond. So Lama is a philanthropist at heart. She has spent her life supporting youth as well as various like social and community causes. And when her son was diagnosed with cancer, she felt a strong urge to play an active role in raising awareness of childhood cancer and the importance of well-being. So she's an advocate for kids fighting cancer and believes that they are the superheroes, resilient, determined and brave. She has created a storybook to help deliver the message to other children on childhood cancer, but in a way that helps them become curious, helps them to have an open mind for the other kids that actually are going through the experience themselves to have some awareness around it and it not to be such a taboo topic, something that can be brought up in conversations as a supportive um, role within the community. And she talks about, you know, actually creating this book and um, where you can find it and, 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 you know, the best way to use it with the kids in your life, but also for the adults as well, I think. Um, she's also founded the Social Enterprise Abtaluna. Now, if you're Arabic, you will know that I have butchered that word. <laughs> and she she says it perfectly um, in, in the podcast episode, but Abtaluna, which means superheroes in Arabic. Um, it connects families whose children are fighting cancer and also raises awareness as well for cancer. So she believes that caregivers, in particular parents, are also superhumans. So like they're juggling their lives while taking, taking care of their loved ones and they deserve every bit of support and care. So Abtaluna focuses on providing like the physiological support for the children, their siblings and parents through partnerships as well as organizing events and workshops. And we go into way more detail in this episode on that as well. So I really hope you in, you know, you take these 30 minutes just to absorb what Lama is doing because it is above and beyond. It is something that so many of us would not be brave enough to do, um, but she is out there and she is wearing her superhero outfits when she's doing it at the same time, um, as you'll see um, in the social graphic that I'm putting um, together on Instagram. She's amazing. So enjoy this episode. I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love to hear how you can maybe support Lama and the 
social enterprise so we can support more of the families going through this challenging time in their life. Um, And I hope you just, yeah, enjoy this episode and I will see you next week. Hello, Lama. Lovely to have you here today. Thank you so much, Heidi, for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you joining us. Um, I can't wait for everyone to hear about Abtaluna. Now, I know I haven't said it (laughs) as it should be said, um, and you're here to correct me, um, but I can't wait to share more about kind of what this is, what it does, the positive impact it makes to the world, and um, kind of how it all come about and what we can do to support it moving forward. So would you please share a little bit more about kind of what it is that it, you know, that it is that you're doing? Uh, first of all, you did a great job pronouncing it. So Thank you. uh, <laughs> you're very kind. Abtaluna, no worries at all. Uh, Abtaluna means our superheroes in Arabic. Um, and uh, when I came up with the name, I'm like, finally, I wanted a name that reflected um uh, our super kids, uh, the children going through cancer, either uh, they're going through it right now, or they finished from uh, cancer treatment. And uh, unfortunately, there are children who don't make it. So it's really important that we also raise awareness about their stories. Um, so Abdalina, uh has been um, uh, a source of inspiration uh, for myself and for many others. And it's uh, been a, a journey that's been incredibly fulfilling so far. Um, the defining point for me to create Abtalina uh, was when I found out that my two-year-old son had cancer. He was diagnosed in the middle of COVID. Um, I was also pregnant at the time. And that made me think a lot about how can we support uh, children going through cancer and their families, whether it's their parents, whether it's the siblings who often get left out, um, or even the wider community. Um, Abtalana basically has four main goals. One, to connect families going through cancer. Number two, raise awareness um, with parents, with educators, with the community as a whole about childhood cancer. What are the signs and symptoms to look out for? What are the statistics? Number three, to create partnerships, because there are a lot of um, entities and individuals out there who want to support, but they're not sure how. They want to raise awareness about childhood cancer, but again, they're not sure which avenue to take. And the fourth point is that we need to create um, an online, I'm going to call it a one-stop shop, that has all the relevant information about childhood cancer. Mm -hmm. When Um, you were going through it, I mean, obviously, this is something that I cannot relate to. And just hearing about it, obviously, it feels really traumatic. And for what you would have went through must have just been something so much more than that. But what was it then at that time that you felt was missing for you to then, you know, have that, whether it was need or desire or kind of like pull to create this one stop shop? Was it that it was were these things missing when you were going through it as a family? Definitely, definitely they were. I found mm-hmm. that there was a gap there. Uh, we don't have uh, sufficient uh, support as families going through this, and it can be a very isolating experience, yeah. both at a psychological level, because obviously um, no one wants to go through an experience like that, but also sometimes physically, because 
our children are immunocompromised, which means that sometimes we're either stuck in a hospital room, we're not allowed to have any visitors, or we're stuck at home. I remember the first two weeks after I delivered my baby, no one was allowed to come um, because of uh, my son being so severely immunocompromised. So it's not easy for families to go through this. Um, and we're not prepared. Sorry, Lama, I'm no, just interrupting there. I'm just thinking as well, when this happens, you're not prepared. No one prepares no in advance for something like this to happen. And so you're kind of thrown in the deep end from day one. 100%. And yeah. And that's where it can, I suppose, feel so isolating because you're like, I, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know I've got to learn all these things. And you're going to have loads of people telling you what you need to be doing or what your child is going to be going through. And your world must be turned upside down. For sure. Um, I mean, I thought I was a bit prepared because unfortunately I had lost my first husband to cancer okay. before remarrying and going through uh, my the cancer diagnosis with uh, my, ch- my child from my second husband. So I thought like I've, you know, I sort of have experience being as the sole caregiver of uh, someone going through cancer, but it's definitely not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I learned a lot from both experiences. I've been inspired so much from both experiences. And I feel that the least we could do is to get those inspirational stories out there. Yeah. Um, just recently, for example, I did an Instagram live with a 14-year-old called Lamar. Um, and I've been very emotional this weekend because of uh, hearing that she has passed, unfortunately. But just to know that her thoughts are there on a video that the whole world can see, that we have a 45-minute recording of her amazing ideas, her maturity, her um, she's just a phenomenal human being, and she was only 14. Yeah. Uh, and I always think about other super kids out there who want to let the world know about their stories, but don't have the right avenue. Yeah. Uh, to be able to do that. It's almost like providing a legacy and this this insight that what they're going through that no one no matter how much of an expert you are can provide unless you are the person or the child going through definitely. it yeah I, I said that mm-hmm. to her that and uh, I I mean it definitely that it's not about me talking about childhood cancer I'm not the child going through cancer I'm just creating the platform mm-hmm. that would allow children going through this experience to make themselves heard whether it's the child themselves or sometimes a sibling or a friend who wants to say listen this is what my friend has gone through and this is how it's affected me because the whole family gets affected uh, the whole school sometimes gets affected um, and what I want is I want the whole community to be there for those children. Um, obviously, this topic is uh, it is a heavy topic, but at the same time, I don't want it to be a taboo topic. Absolutely. We need to talk about it. We need to raise awareness about it. We have to uh, learn how to be there for one another. Um, and I just think that um, it's been absolutely amazing how the Dubai community and people like yourselves, Heidi, who just stepped up to the opportunity and said, listen, we want to make uh, super kids' voices heard. Let's raise awareness together. And I'm yeah, very grateful. To- oh, thank you so much. I mean, I just I just think if there is, like you say, if there's a platform that you've got and you're able to share something that is just making such a, um impact into people's lives for the better, you know, the intention is always coming from the right place. It's there to support. It's there to make a difference. And I think, like you say, it's, it can be a real taboo topic. And nobody wants to think about it. No one wants to imagine if that was them. 
But Definitely. the reality is this is happening, isn't it? It's happening. And sure. when someone's going through something so painful, um, ultimately that person is going to feel lonely because it isn't something that everyone goes through. So being able to have that space, whether it's like say that one-stop shop just to start finding out information or to reach out and hear some of the videos that you've been creating with the kids, just to feel part of a bigger network than themselves. It's like a bigger community. They're like, hang on, I'm not going through this alone. This isn't, this isn't just us. There are other people that are also going through this and they're they're showing up and and they're doing what has to be done. And, you know, everyone's just kind of moving forward in their own way, I think makes such a difference. I think it's Definitely. so, I think it's so, um, like I say, inspiring, but it's great to have someone here kind of pioneering it as well, you know, and that's what you're doing, Lama. You're, you're raising those voices because you, you're able to, you know, you're the, you're the adult in the room. You're the one that is able to create the opportunities. I'd love to hear more about what you have been doing because I know that you are very involved with the community. So what, what are the things that are you doing that are kind of raising that awareness? Sure. So um, everything that I do targets different stakeholders. One, children, whether they are going through cancer or not, uh, to be able to stand by their side and raise awareness. And unfortunately, uh, if children uh, fear coming up to us, to us adults and say, listen, what's cancer? I've heard about it and it's scaring me. Children don't tend to do that. They just hide all these emotions inside them and they don't sometimes communicate it to us well. So one, it's how to bring out these emotions and those fears that children have, whether it's related to cancer or, any, or anything else. I invite parents and educators to talk about these topics uh, with children, mm. especially childhood cancer, obviously. And with parents themselves, um, we don't uh, get a manual when our child is born, obviously. No one really tells us this kind of information. And uh, knowing the signs and symptoms, I think, is crucial information. Obviously, if we if our child has these signs and symptoms, they don't necessarily mean it's always cancer, thankfully. But just knowing that if our if our these signs and symptoms are available, if we they're visible to us, let's investigate further. Let's not just ignore them, dismiss them. Let's not just go to one doctor and then uh, say that's it, tick in the box. I've seen the doctor. If those symptoms and signs are still there, how can we actually um, uh, seek first, second, third opinions if needed, and not dismiss those signs? Because it happens often, unfortunately, that parents don't realize these signs and sometimes doctors misdiagnose whether yeah. it's because those signs are not there yet properly or simply some signs just go unnoticed yeah and I think it's yeah I think parents would miss it if it's not even in the the forefront of their mind is it that's not what you instantly think when you've exactly. got maybe you know something that your child's whether it's I don't even know what the signs and symptoms are to be fair and I'm a parent so it's it is something sure. that you're making me think. I'm like, actually, yeah, I, I wouldn't know what that was and what to do next. Sure. And just having that information to read just gets you that little bit, uh, I don't know, that you can't unlearn that, can you? Once you know it, you're then able to put it into practice if you need it. For really, sure. And yeah. as, as you said, parents, uh, if they're not touched by the topic, they're like, well, what's in it for me? Um but unfortunately, cancer can happen to anyone. 10% mm -hmm. uh, of all childhood cancer cases are actually genetic. So 90% the causes are unknown. When we talk numbers, we have a, we have significant numbers around the world. We have 400,000 children diagnosed every year. 
every 80 seconds we find out that a child is diagnosed with cancer. In our country, in the UAE, we have 215 kids diagnosed every year. And on the Arab world, Arab regional level, we have 18,000 children. So these numbers are important. Um, I like to always um, back up everything I'm saying with numbers because statistics do matter. Um, and um, with regards to what you said, I believe that mental health and well-being are really important topics. And that's why I'm working a lot on partnerships that will allow us to have support groups for the children themselves, for their siblings, and for the adults, for the parents. Um, because we don't also talk about mental health enough, the importance of whether a child is going through the treatment or post-treatment, we go through so many emotions. And if we don't vent and um, seek the right support, uh, those emotions might bottle up. They can be uh, super dangerous for the children and the adults alike. And that's why I also, also want to emphasize the importance of mental health, whether we are going through traumatic experiences like cancer or not, and being there for one another as a community. Yeah, uh, I think that's absolutely. Very important. And if you think about as adults, we can't even name all our emotions. So yes, imagine like what the children are experiencing. Definitely. And so having that guidance, having that space to kind of just be open and maybe learn more about what they're feeling helps them sure. process it more, doesn't it? And helps them build up a set of like resilience, bit of a toolkit to help them keep moving forward, no matter kind of what the news is as they go forward. Um, God, that's so interesting. It, it, it makes so much sense. And so is what you're doing is your charity is your charity going to be providing this or is this part of the collaboration work that you're thinking of doing so just to clarify that what i'm working on is not through a charity i created oh, okay. it as a social enterprise yes. uh, i believe it's uh, a sustainable model that um, will enable me and those who are uh, supporting this cause to be able to raise awareness in a sustainable manner and mm. to create partnerships with entities private public uh, or NGO uh, that will um, create a positive impact and sustainable yeah. positive impact. Uh, so, and on this front, I wanted to also clarify that every individual out there listening to us can play a role, whether it is uh, going through childhood cancer, learning about it, uh, going through the book that I had read um, by raising awareness with their own children uh, in their own school setting, if they work at a company to say, okay, how about we organize a workshop to talk about childhood cancer and raise awareness. There are two important milestones in the year. February 15 is uh, Childhood Cancer Awareness Day and September is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. So I invite um, everyone to say, okay, in my community, how can we uh, raise awareness? What is it that we can do to create a campaign to be able to support those children? And we all can play a part, whether we've been affected by childhood cancer or not um, we all can uh, contribute in some manners whether it's uh, being an active partner and i invite people to go through abtaluna's website www.abtaluna.com a-b-t-a-l-u-n-a and becoming a partner if they wish or just reading information and uh, um, sharing content on our social media to be able to make our super kids voices heard yes i love that Let's talk about your book. Let's talk about creating Super Kids, the children's book. When did you write it? And, you know, like how how did it come about? And how did you get to that point of being able to put it out there to the world? 
so as I said, um, cancer became my calling um, unexpectedly, unknowingly, uh, unwantingly in some aspects. Yeah. And I realized that um, cancer is a topic that uh, we, as a word, we refuse to say it sometimes. We say the C word or in mm. Arabic, we say marad al-khabis, which means that malignant illness. We don't even call it for what it is or that, that illness. We don't even want to refer to it at all. Wow. Um, and I thought to myself that if um, if children themselves don't know about it, if adults don't want to talk about it, then how can I create a communication tool that will enable us to talk about it in a manner that's kid-friendly? Mm-hmm. And I've had a career uh, in communications um, for seven years. I was head of communications for a global brand. And then I worked as a project manager and consultant um, for several public uh, sector entities and charities. So I wore all these hats and I thought, okay, children's books are um, insightful, fun, uh, entertaining, engaging. How can I create a book that's um, full of activities that gets people thinking, whether it's adults or children alike? So the way I've written a book, the book is that it's, um, first of all, written in poetry style. It's uh, very fun to read. It's rhythmic. It feels like you're re- you're singing more than reading. Um, engages the child in activities. So on several pages, I have activities that the child can do either on their own or if they want to share it uh, on social media or with their friends and families um, to get them to think about what super kids go through. So the story talks about inspired by Super Sam, my son, and his friends taking you on a journey across 10 different rooms in the superhero headquarters. And then you'll discover that the superhero headquarters is actually the hospital. And those 10 rooms, each room has to do with uh, cancer treatment in, in some ways. Some are a bit uh, technical, explaining what ports and lines are and how they affect cancer treatment. Some are uh, insightful, like I talk about physical fitness, the importance of it, as well as uh, mental health and well-being. To other rooms that are uh, a bit funny, like mood and food and how children going through cancer, unfortunately and fortunately, they go through some phases where they eat a lot, other phases they don't eat as well. So I also want to explain that. I talk about hair loss, which is a very important topic for children. And it's not fair that a child gets bullied for their um, for losing their hair. And we need to normalize that hair falls out and grows back again. So it's okay if children lose their hair. So I want to be able to have uh, to create and stimulate these conversations. I think I talk through... Yeah, so I was just going to say there that that's, to me, it sounds like what you've been able to create is kind of the prompts for children to ask more questions from their parents and that maybe the teachers. So they can then, you know, really explore the the topic, but also kind of really learn more about what happens and, and what, you know, cancer actually is and how it affects the, ch- the, the child whether it's the child in their class or or a child in their family and um and how they can then behave around that child as well definitely um at the end of the book i have a, a room by room explanation uh, so that it's uh, it gives a, a clear idea what is it that this room contributes to cancer treatment and i have a glossary also at the end because there are some words that children might be familiar with or not I know I want children of different ages to be able to grasp something out of it. And obviously different ages will understand different uh, perspectives and aspects, but there's in it for for everyone, uh, for the adults and for the kids alike. 
Oh, absolutely. I can imagine that. I can imagine the adults would take a lot away from it. I know, you know, it's if it's something that they've not really had experience with, just reading that, like reading something that's meant for children can just open up your eyes to actually, this is the stuff that I, I should know more about. You know, sometimes that's what these things prompt as well, isn't it? The adults take a bit more, uh, whether it's interest or a bit of responsibility to go and, you know, go and find out more so they can actually make um, a difference in a, in a positive way. Definitely. Most mm, definitely. Yeah. So, okay. What, in what ways then, I know you have like kind of give us an outline of um, what Abtaluna does, but can you give us more insight into how it really supports the super kids and their families? Yes, definitely. So um, first I organize on a monthly basis uh, private gatherings for the parents so that we have the opportunity to meet, to vent, to talk uh, without social media, without any cameras, just us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the plan also is to organize soon events for the children themselves if they wish, because for some children, obviously, um, some would want to talk and some aren't uh, wanting to talk or able to talk. So I respect that different characters have different um, priorities uh, and also to be able to create um, uh, the opportunity for both children and the adults to have a professional that they can talk to a psychologist so I'm organizing monthly support group uh, sessions separate groups one for the children alone one for the adults alone uh, to be able to let it all out in a space that is safe it's confidential um and more importantly we all know what each person has gone through Uh, what i was just going to say that having a group of people that have first-hand stories or experiences around the thing that you're also going through is um invaluable isn't it literally there's there's nothing else like it um, sure. so at that I, I think that is just amazing to hear that that's available and I'm sure that if anyone's listening um going through this it's like this is what's needed and it is it's like having those just having the opportunity to go and just be with people that are going through it I, honestly I yeah that, that's amazing to hear I appreciate it thank you exactly what you said sometimes uh, I could be talking to a sibling or a friend of mine and they just wouldn't get it. But then after just 10 minutes of sitting with a complete stranger who's gone through my experience, we can relate, we feel each other's pains. Uh, we don't need to even uh, clarify terminologies like neutropenic or remission or uh, relapse because those are words that are in our, um, you know, they're in our addiction, they're in our vocab because we've learned about them already um it's uh, it's very powerful and empowering and inspirational to be able to create support groups that really enable us to uh, connect one, with one another on a, on a meaningful and a deep level yeah that's it isn't it and I think you know like you say it's it's having those people around us you might not even talk to each other outside of that group but that half that hour or plus time together will just be able to help you take that step into the next day or to the next treatment that you've got to go through with your child. And it it is just having those people around you. Like I always talk about building your support system. And this sounds like what you're doing. You're, you're helping create a, a support system, but not just for your own circle. You want it for everybody. 
in this kind of situation, this challenging time that they're going through. You want to be able to provide this support network. They can step into it and feel that they've got that support they need in in different areas that you know, because you've been through it, that they're going to need. For sure. I mean, what what's the role of community if it's not this? Yeah. Um, we have a role to play as community members in Dubai and abroad to be there for one another. And I'm a big believer in creating meaningful connections. Um, and we can only do that if we connect our brains and our hearts and souls to each other um, through common experiences or sometimes not. I enjoy connecting with someone who I have pretty much nothing in common with just because it's inspirational, different cultures, different experiences. Uh, And I truly believe that life is about that. It's about meaningful connections. Yeah, it's amazing. What's your focus for 2023 regarding, um, you know, the super kids and Abtaluna? Raising awareness uh, in the community with parents, educators and children. Uh, that's the big priority for me uh, and creating um, partnerships that offer mental health support for our families and for our children. And I'm open to discussing any event organization, any campaign uh, uh, creation with anyone out there who would want to support this cause. Uh, I'm very passionate about it and I'm always looking for uh, new ideas to implement. So if there's anyone out there who is listening and wants to support and wants to contribute their ideas, we can all contribute in any way. Uh, if it's a photographer, you can contribute with your artistic skills. If you're a content writer, you can help create social media content. Everyone out there can contribute in their own ways. I love it. You're asking for help, which is one of the hardest things to do. Sometimes people find that the hardest, but you're being open. You're, you know, just inviting everybody in to be able to use their own strengths to kind of build up, you know, Abtalula in a way that you can really envision it. I think that's fantastic. With arms wide open. Yes. Yeah. Arms wide open. Absolutely. Um, have you got anything coming up in the near future that people can be aware of that could maybe be involved or is it more about starting to come up with more ideas and, and to reach out to you now to to create more opportunities for events? Both really. So I'm organizing uh, community events that they can, uh, it's open to the public and anyone is able to attend. So I ask everyone to follow us. Uh, We're active on uh, social media, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and I uh, constantly update what are the events that we're organizing. So they're more than anyone out there is interested. They're more than welcome to attend those events or suggest uh, ideas of their own. If there's a cafe that's uh, is available somewhere out there and says, listen, how about we take care of hosting your gathering next time? Um, more than welcome for uh, for any suggestions. Amazing. That's brilliant. So the best way to kind of reach out is to go through Instagram and to go yes. to your website. Yes, yeah? exactly. Both. And, and we can get your book on the website as well, can't we? Yes, yes. The book can be ordered on uh, Abdalana's website. It can be delivered anywhere locally or globally. Uh, and soon uh, it's going to be available in bookstores but for now it's online amazing I think it should be in every single school every single school in thank you you know yeah and it should be read to all the children um so I'll be getting one for my daughter's school and putting that in there um no yeah of course 
So thank you so much for joining me today. I've really loved hearing about Avtaruna and kind of what we can do to help. And I'm really looking forward to being able to support you moving forward. I really appreciate it, uh, Heidi. Once again, you've uh, you've been so supportive as soon as you found out about the cause, and I'm really grateful. Thank you. Thank you.